0: On an emerging generation of kings. All right, let's go real quick to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. Ephesians 4. It is quite a read. We're going to read verse 1 to verse 5 together. If that's fine. Let's go on the count of three, two, one, we go. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Amen. Amen. Let's look at a simpler translation that will help a number of us Uh grasp a better understanding of what it is, the word is saying. Amplified classic. It says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord appeal to you. <laughs> this is a legal matter now. Shay, are you alright? Are you good? Do you need a hug? It's good to see. I'm sending you a virtual hug because if face had that. What's going on? Appeal to you and beg you to walk, in bracket, lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called with behavior that is a credit to the summons to God's service. In other words, let your behavior benefit God's mandates. Because some people's behaviors, they are discounts to the divine agenda it stops it from counting as much. How if you have seen believers who are really gifted, spiritually gifted, maybe in the prophetic or in singing or in teaching or preaching, but their behavior makes you wonder if they are for real or not. Look at anybody say, try, try, try not to be like that. Tell that person the seed of Christ is on the inside of you. Let it become the fruit of the spirit say you have it potentially. Let's experience it practically. Then he explains what that is. So living as becomes you with complete lowliness of mind in bracket humility and meekness. He breaks that down. What's the first word he uses? Unselfishness. Unselfishness. Gentleness. Mildness with patience, bearing with one another and making allowances because you love one another. How many of you went to primary school and you had to do the assembly line? The assembly line. Nobody did the allowance line? say everybody, raise your hand. You'd be proud of your heritage. Sonna my heritage, son of my culture, son of my tradition. So you guys got saved a while ago. Maybe you're not saved, but you just know the song. Now, you know, sometimes when somebody wants to step back into the queue, be like, give me allowance. Did you ever hear that? Yeah, give me a chance. Give me space. Allow me. What are they saying? What they are saying is, for me to be able to fit in a function in this place, I need you to give me some room or cut me some slack. And Paul is saying to the Ephesian church, if we're going to dwell together in unity, the first thing you want to start with is that you must understand that there is a behavior that is becoming and a behavior that is unbecoming. Mm -hmm. So you can't just say, well, Christ loves me. That's what matters. At least when I speak, I bless people. That's what matters. My own is just to sing. That's what matters. My own is just to design the fly or usher people in that. No. He's saying there is a behavior. There's an expectation that God has for you. That's the first thing. And then it says, assume lowliness of mind. How many of you know that what pains us sometimes is that we have assumed a status in our own minds in people's lives that they've not given to us? Oh, can we talk now? How many of you saw maybe somebody in your world who maybe reached a milestone or did something great and they published it online and you just felt slighted that you didn't know before they went public. Because you felt, I am a chief investor in this company. So before you do public offer, you should do private placements and you just feel insulted, what has happened there is that you didn't demonstrate lowliness of mind. Of course, let me tell you this. The truth is, in some cases, that's completely irresponsible. Right? Of them. But if you're already in a position where you have assumed the status of Christ, and you're not looking to get all the glory for what God used you to do, in somebody's life, it will not be as painful as it was. How many of you know that? now sometimes in our minds we say things like who is she that she thinks she can you know the favorite phrase of nigerians do you know who are you because how many of you know that who you are is important but it can be contextual yeah 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 Yeah. That's why many Nigerian politicians, with all the money they have, and for some of them, all the money they have stolen, they still choose to make their primary base where? Nigeria. Nigeria. Why? Because there's a way they can bamboozle people. There's a way they can booger people. There's a way they can be on an entourage and declare the streets. That if they're in Dubai or Milan or L.A. or New York... Nobody is their anipos officer. Nobody sends the
1: message.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't mention any names. so Gerard, are you ministering with me today or you're on vacation? Alarm they blew. So, loneliness of mind, it means I'm not thinking of myself more highly. It also means that I don't misinterpret everybody's facial disposition as a personal message to me. Uh, Oh, can we talk now? Because I believe you know that sometimes somebody is genuinely sad about the complication of their own lives. But you choose to read it as the person disrespecting you. That I walked into the room and they did not give me a smile. Sometimes they've run out of smiles to give. Oh, okay, can we talk? How many of you know that Nigeria sometimes can take your smile and take it to places where you may not be able to withdraw it? Yo, yo, they're now <laughs> <laughs> Love you too. Loneliness of mind. He didn't say loneliness of spirit, because loneliness of spirit is depression your spirit is broken. Loneliness of mind is avoid making unnecessary assumptions. Don't assume that what everybody is saying, what everybody is doing, no. because sometimes when we're struggling through that phase of insecurity, and most of us have struggled through that, some of us have lived beyond that, some of us are so struggling with it, we have a tendency to think that everything people say, don't say, do, don't do, where they go, where they don't go, they are indirectly trying to yap us. Oh, come on. If you've ever been there, can can you just be honest? If you've not been there, you are there. (laughs) Lowness of mind. And then meekness. And I love the way he expounds on it. That meekness is not weakness. But it means that you are unselfish. What does that mean? You are taking time to ask yourself the question. What if I step outside of me? Will it still pain me? The way it's paining me because I'm putting myself in the middle of it. This is the reason community is important because sometimes community can help you see through the eyes of somebody else. And when you see through the eyes of somebody else, you can see that either your anger was not warranted at all or that the height you took the anger to, it did not reach that place. It was not necessary. Because you made a tree out of what was just a little Agba Lumo seed. And then you discover that Agba Lumo like it's, it's an elder that knows. Marcy, do you get it? <laughs> then it says gentleness. And so let me give you, because you can have one of those things and you might not have the others. So let me give you an example. I've not really, generally much of my life, at least much of my walk with God, I've not really had an issue with being selfish. Let me ask my wife, am I selfish? Do i selfish? I don't really have an issue with being selfish, right? But what I had to learn okay I mean, so no, sir—I'm not selfish. I don't have an issue with selfishness. I eat fish, but I don't sell it. But what I had to learn is because you can be generous and can be generous with the truth. Oh, come on now! Do you get it? You speak your mind and you feel like you owe people the integrity of conveying your feelings and translating them into accurate vocabulary structures. (laughs) That hits the point. And so what I had to learn was gentleness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How many have I I rebuked before? Have I rebuked to chastise you? Can I be direct? Do I do it gently? Do I do it gently? It's cotton, but it's gentle. That means I'm still learning because if if David says no, that means I'm still learning. It's all right. How many of you know that shepherds are also sheep? All right. But I have to learn gentleness. And one of the greatest contexts for my learning is marriage. Because both of us are sensitive people, we're very sensitive people, but my wife is more sensitive than I am, right? <laughs> <laughs> <My> wa- <laughs> who's that, who's that? yeah? <laughs> <laughs> the wife is sensitive, so if you are a thief, she will sense it. <laughs> sensitive, <laughs> very. And so I had to learn that even though what I was saying was for her own good. How many of you know if you are like me? The reason you are crying about expressing it is that you know what you are saying is for their own good. Oh, come on now. I'm trying to help you. And I owe you the detail. But the Bible says that when we speak the truth, we should speak the truth in Love. So love is the godly context for truth. Truth is designed to travel with a companion called love. Otherwise it's going to come across as judgment. And love that does not tell the truth is a fake version. Are you here now? When I was younger, before the Lord healed me, I used to have cyclical ailments, sicknesses. I just had a thing for being in the hospital, like like one of my favorite spaces. <laughs> I have come again, I have come again. Doctor, I have come again. So where is it? a, a doc, Jesus and my doctor, angel, it's not the fancy, there are certain things that are revelations. So they may sound rhythmical, but they are from a place. So between about six and 10, I took ill more than most of you have taken ill um, maybe in much of your lives, maybe exhausted my quota.
1: <laughs>
0: and I had to use pills, sometimes pills, sometimes they jab you and all of that. And I didn't like, I didn't like uh, pills. I hated pills. So I don't know who invented it from culture. They'll take that beta pill and put it inside EBA. Anybody know that? Someone said, why? You still do it. You guys never did it. I Said one I don't understand is the word people, pardon me, I use word gently, who put the pita pill on their
1: tongue.
0: Somebody who chew it. I don't get it. They put the pill inside the eba, eba. Then they put it in. Then you swallow it. What are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to get the patient to taste the pill or to get well? So, if what I want is for you to get well, I don't need to give you a taste of the bitterness. Here we talk but you know there's a part of our flesh you must feel, feel you m- must let me show you Pepe you drag me I will drag you I will drag you until I become your dragon you might know the program Cisco but me I'm Cisco I will unleash the dragon some of y'all don't know that. It's an old rapper. The guy that's there coloring his hair. So what we want is for people to get well, right? Yes, what we want is not to shame people. What we want is not to embarrass people. That's why when Jesus caught that woman, who was uh, who was an adulterous woman, do you know that Jesus, when you look at him, he does not drag people. The only people he dragged, and they dragged them pretty well, were the Pharisees. And that's because the Pharisees were about to drag people into hell. They were not willing to go to heaven and they were standing in the door. He said, you won't enter. You don't want other people to enter. They were the only people that Jesus dragged. Every other person, are you aware that Jesus did not build a memorial service around their sins? The Bible says that him is the fullness of the Godhead bodily and we are complete in him. So when we see Jesus, we see the fullness of the Godhead. So God does not have a story where he keeps your sin and is counting. Sin number, like God the Father in heaven, he goes, angel in charge of sin, record keeping. Declare unto me their sins. Yes, Yes, Yeshua. I have opened the book. Ungazi is our sin number. 1,295,361.3. She's on the way to. Is that throughout our life? No, my Lord. Just in the last one week. God don't do that. It said that love does not keep record of wrong. In our fallen human dimension, we struggle with it. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. In fact, it almost sounds irresponsible. But what God said is that I' have carried your sin, the nature. And all the guilt and all the shame, I've nailed it to the cross. So when I look at you, I'm not looking at you to shame you because I already took your shame away. So you are shameless. Oh y'all, y'all miss that, man. Paul says, "Shall we continue to say that grace me abound?" No. So what does God do when He does this for us? He's saying, "What I've done for you, what should you do to other people?" The same thing. Jesus bore our sins, so what do we do with other people? We forbear their weaknesses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when you forbear their weaknesses, how many of you know that you are not a co-laborer with Christ? That means that you are not going to repeat your sinfulness because you know the grief it causes. So when Peter speaks about letting go of your brothers, he said anybody that does not forgive their neighbor does not let go of their brothers' iniquities and stuff. He said that person has forgotten that he himself has been saved, has been healed, has been forgiven. Because forgiveness is not just an experience, it's a responsibility. That the way I have been forgiven, I also forgive other people. And because I know the emotional costs of letting go, I don't want to be the one to get somebody to be in pain of having to let me go. Are you getting this now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm more careful how I walk, how I conduct myself, because I know the pain. And because the world is suffering so much, I don't want to be an active contributor to the pain in the world. Look at neighbors say, Don't be a pain in my donkey. Some people don't get it. Like, oh, I don't have any donkey. Gentleness, modernness, with patience, bearing one another. And no, and making allowances. making allowances. allowances are the adjustments whose costs I bear. <laughs> oh, did you get that, Dami? I don't know if you have worked before uh, as an intern or as a volunteer uh, in between jobs or something. It wasn't like a full contract agreement, but you were working somewhere. Anybody? Pre-university, post-university, NYSC—hopefully not with Hennessy, right? But see this now. Isn't drinking it? But see this. You might not have a salary, but what do you get? Stipend or allowances. allowances. Who bears the cost of the allowances? He says in have you collected your allowance. Who bears the cost of the allowances? Who enjoys the allowances? Come on, talk now. So who bears the cost of allowances? The person that makes it. So when Paul says you make allowances because you love one another, who is it going to cost? You! Are uh, you all are quiet now These are the realities on this Jesus streets we we'll carry our crosses and ideally look can neighbor say can you make allowances? someone said I've run out of allowances. and now I have allowances. make are you you see that make allowances Make allowances and because you love one another. Give me verse 3. Then I'll give us a list between different between verse 3. Be eager and strive earnestly to guard and keep the harmony and oneness of and produced by the spirit in the binding of peace. So God wants us to live in bonds of peace. What is peace? Peace is shalom, which is nothing missing, nothing broken. When you see somebody and you can't look eyeball to eyeball at them, how have you know that peace is missing? Don't see eye to eye. Or they're coming through that door. You remember that there's an urgent need for you to use the bathroom. You see their call, you don't pick it. Or you pick up their call and go, Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello. Transmission is not mission. (laughs) You're trying to avoid them. And and see this now. You discover that sometimes the person you're trying to avoid is on the outside and has no idea you're avoiding them. But your own personal peace is compromised. Oh, can we talk now? Some of you are holding people in your hearts that don't even know there was a disagreement in the first place. (laughs) Somebody once said, I think it's attributed to Nelson Mandela, but somebody said, because I don't know whether it's like a Peter Doce said kind of thing, that living without forgiving people is like drinking poison, poison and expecting the person to die. Another person put it this way, that's like locking yourself in the prison with those you don't like and throwing the key away. So forgiveness freezes, and we'll talk about this shortly. But what the enemy wants to do is that he hates bonds of peace. Why does he hate bonds of peace? Because Jesus is called what? The prince of peace. But the devil is called the ruler of darkness and the prince of peace this world the prince of darkness the prince of this world so jesus is the prince of peace. the devil is the prince of darkness that means that wherever there's, there's the bond of peace who's ruling when jesus is not ruling who's ruling the devil, the devil. and what does the devil rule over darkness therefore division brings darkness Can we clap like we're not divided? It will amaze you that many believers are going in circles and cycles and circles and cycles, not because the devil is attacking them, but because the devil has sowed a seed of division. So testimonies that should inspire them irritate them. The progress of others that should encourage them discourage them. Come on now. The advancement of other people become the, or becomes the reason for their own bitterness. So Paul says, ensure that whatever you do, you fight for, you keep the harmony and oneness of the spirit. So the fact that you've enjoyed a harmonious walk with God does not mean to always remain so. If you let the vision come into that place, you will lose track of the vision for that place. So God created bonds and I said for three things in the first service number one for your provision number two for your protection number three for your promotion The enemy hates bonds So but he knows that man was created for bonds So he perverts bonds and he replaces bonds with bondage or bondages So let me give you quickly five difference between a bond and a bondage number one bonding is about love Bonding is based on love. Bonding is not about my preference. Because the modern mind, the modern, the new, new age, I should say, person, the young person today, he thinks that when we speak about love, we're talking about ice cream. You love me. I love you. Lollipop. You all old It's irritating these days to see how many people, or see some be many people actually, on platforms like Snapchat and TikTok, who are teenagers and sometimes early 20s and they are obviously steeped in lusts, obviously sleeping with each other and forming daddy and mommy love and doing crazy dance routines. Come on, you all looking as if you don't know what I'm talking about. Obviously, sex-stalked, brainwashed, confused about life and the thing their greatest aspiration is to have a viral video in life. Think is the is the height, so they will do crazy stuff. That is not bonding, that's bondage. Bonding is based on love, bondage is based on lust. Because listen, as compelling as love is bondage, rather, as compelling, love is compelling, but lust is compulsive. (laughs) Let me say that again. Love will inspire you, move you to do stuff. But lost, you will feel like I cannot not do it. Yeah. Are you here now? Yes, I have to watch it. I have to touch it. I have, look at and say, Are you, it? Are, you it? "Are you watching it? Are you touching it?" Are you touching it? Are you touching it? Ask you and say, "What is it?" why I did white paper some two nights ago, some people say, "Is it a kind of food?" I say, "Yes." Ta 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 the kind of food because some people feel like they have to eat it every day if you're looking too serious i'm already suspecting you (sighs) let it out come on that's it (laughs) so that's the first difference the enemy knows that you need connection, you need association. He knows you are wired for it. But he will ensure that you don't have it in a godly environment. He will find you in a vulnerable state in your life where it looks like nobody's giant you face. And whilst you're facing your business, this guy comes and is facing you, but he's about to deface you. About to scatter the place and scatter your life. Oh, can we talk now? Yes. And he will make sure that it's that day that you came to church and maybe somebody irritated you or something. Uti plan won't hot cake for you, but it's poisonous hot cake. So you're so feeling less of yourself. You did hair with your last month, nobody noticed. They're considering uh, behind implantation. Say, so maybe if I do like this and do like this, they will notice me. <laughs> you did all of that, nobody even knew what happened. I said, can you know something about me? And I said, you're looking angry. <laughs> 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 and so you are at that vulnerable place. Your ego is bruised. You're hurt. So any compliment looks like a million dollars to your soul. The one fine boy actually was not fine, but depression can distort your view. <laughs> Or can I talk? You, you, some of y'all you know what I'm saying. Because for some of you, if you see that guy, he did it with the first time, you saw. It, the last time you saw it, say, only me. Like my head. What, what was I looking at? To the starving soul, he will see poop and call it porridge. That's why we have a responsible a responsibility to love people so much that there's such a bank of love in their hearts that when the enemy brings well spiced and fried poop, they will say this is not this is not akara. I have tasted the real thing. You cannot contaminate me with your shalanga. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Or am I helping somebody? me guys this is theologically sound <laughs> it's true I find it very painful because you know I counsel people who speak to people. I've done that for years and years and I see people make a whole lot of mistakes that are just based on misunderstanding they missed their understanding. Therefore, they were not established in the truth because the Bible says, By wisdom, a house is built. But it's by understanding that the house is established. Establishment means no shaking. Things will hit you, but you will not, you will not break. So when how do you know you're in bondage? You're in bondage when it's lost. And loss is compulsive. When you don't want to do, you go and do. Ah, uh, Ah, ah, ah. you now not be calling Jesus' name inside. Look at your neighbor. Say if Jesus should catch you. <laughs> then, after the deed has been done, the oju will wale, the eye will clear. <laughs> Jeez. Some is going like, that's even good. But some, they won't even cry. Okay, until the next time. I know we're laughing, but I know God is touching certain people. And I hope nobody gets the sense that I'm condemning them. I'm trying to expose it so you can see what is going on. You know, the enemy has this way of making something look like it's one massive, one become, it's not. Yeah. He's the prince of darkness. So he pulls darkness over it. And that's why when you find yourself in those kind of patterns, you don't want anybody to know because all you see about yourself is that. But there's so much more to your life than that. And what God wants to do is to redeem you from bondage to bonding. Are we here now? The second thing is, how do you know bonding? Bonding... Is about freedom. Bonding frees you. Thank you, media. I love this. Bonding frees you. But bondage forces you? I started looking at life of Jesus recently. Bro, let me tell you something. Do you know that when Jesus spoke to people, he was not even in a hurry for them to believe in him? The time I discovered a couple of years ago, it it broke my paradigm because i grew up in a church culture where if you went for evangelism people must accept that day yes. if they don't accept that day i feel like i didn't i didn't preach hard enough hi my word of knowledge was not knowledge. my preaching was not preaching and their sin was still sinning <laughs> jesus was not in a hurry did you notice that the only time he even speaks about born again was once. Nicodemus. Are you here? Yes, he created that big idea first. Kingdom! Yes. A big deal first. Most of us, we are so focused on the door. The door is salvation, but the door leads to a bigger thing. Wow. And if all you speak about is the door, do you know this door is white? See the door knob, see the door key. Are you a door door yo? That's what that means. Are you a door door yo? With the ebonic twang. That's black American vocabulary. We speak so much about the door, the door, the door, the door, the da, 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 da. We speak about the door. Now, how many of you have ever gone to a place and you were so fascinated by a door? The door was so enthralling, intriguing, captivating, you're like, all the rest of my life is me and this door. Has it happened to you before? Possibly not. Maybe you were impressed by a door, but you didn't stay there. Yet, in many parts of the church, we're so focused on the door. And God is like, I'm focused on the experience beyond the door. So when he preached, he preached about the kingdom of God. That there is so much, so much joy, so much peace, so much glory, so much provision. He didn't just preach it, he demonstrated it. And then, for those who are beginning to come, he will say to them, do you believe are we here? He does not force, he frees. Bonding does not force because when we're speaking about bonding, people go like, oh yeah, that means as long as I'm in church, I'm in bonding. No, there are many churches that where people are in bondage. Oh, come on now. And things are wired around the framework of force in some churches. The reason people serve well in the choir is because they are forced Sometimes when you don't serve, (laughs) i In other words, they'll curse as if they've been drinking stuff. That's false. God says that's not the way it is. It's just like a baby. Imagine a baby and a mother operating in force. They will say that's a, a stressful experience, right? Number three, bonding improves your life, but bondage restricts your life. Bonding, it improves your life. God designed bonding. So, Jerry and I, we have, it's not a very, very strong bond, but we have a bond, when I say strong, not general strength bond, but we have a bond of a music. Jerry can find me on the keys, right? And he can get, we didn't rehearse what we did this morning. In fact, when I was going, if you saw me, I was like, do you remember what we were saying at the first service? So, no, I said, just follow me. He can follow me. That bond is to improve my life. Are you getting that? But if it's a bondage, it can restrict my life. Now, let me tell you what bondage is. Bondage could mean that anytime Jerry is not around, I now feel depressed. Listen, gentlemen, I actually have a word for you today, but Jerry's not around. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even know I'm going to sing any spontaneous songs today. Oh my Jerry! <laughs> oh, the Jerry Sulua. Number four. So so a bond. It doesn't mean you don't miss the person in their absence, but it means you can still function as a human being. I can't do without you. You are the oxygen I breathe. You are the O in my (laughs) O2. (laughs) O2? What's been of (laughs) O2? Number four, bonding leads you to breakthrough. But bondage leaves you in breakdown. So when when you're in bondage, the absence of that person paralyzes key areas of your life. Why? Because the person made you codependent. The person made you dependent on them. See, there's a difference between benefiting from a relationship that exists where mutual value is being transferred. I'm being so absorbed in the other part in the relationship that I feel worthless in the absence. Are we here now? Yes, so, when the Bible speaks about a dog that keeps going back to its vomit, what that dog is looking for is what it lost in itself. Did you get that? I should say it again. The Bible speaks about a dog going back to its own vomit. Now, a vomit is something that your body has already rejected. Your system has abandoned them. There are some relationships. It was not a breakup you permitted. Oh, you all didn't get that. They caused a stomach upset. Your destiny rejected them. Oh, come on now. They were not a sign and a wonder. They were a symptom. That you were sick when you let them in. Oh, come on now. Come on. can, Can I talk right now? Come and help me. We have just about 10 or so minutes to go. Help me now. Can I talk? So some people, they were literally good readers. They were not the rubbish, but they brought a lot of it. And they seemed so united with the rubbish they brought. And God said, I don't want the rubbish to rub off on you. So your stomach rejected them. Now. When the dog goes back to his vomit, what the dog is doing is going back to something that its system already rejected. But it's going back because he thinks that vomiting is a loss. Oh, yeah, help me now. Whereas vomiting is not a loss, vomiting is a plus. Because vomiting is a sign that more room is being created for what's real and healthy. Oh, no. Fidel, I hope you're typing what I'm reading and not just focusing on your online family. Are we here now? High five your neighbor and tell him you for me that. Some of y'all can't say that. Some of y'all are like, oh, well, I went back to my vomit last night. I went back to Shaday last night. I went back to daddy Day last night. I went back to uh, Olumi Day last night. Uh, I went back to, uh, I was missing him. I said, I'll take it to the candy shop. That devil is a liar. That devil is a liar. I'm not going back to the candy shop because I'm not 50 cents. I'm what more than millions. I'm, I'm fairer than 10,000. Come on now. Come on now. I'm I'm not going back to the house of bondage. I'm not going back to what God delivered me from. And no matter how colorful the vomit was, it still vomit. No matter how hot the vomit was, it's still vomit. No matter how smelling nice or nice smelling the vomit was, it's still vomit. Look at your neighbor. Say, don't go back. Some of y'all need to stand out of your seat right now and go to three people, particularly those who may be looking sober and suspicious, and tell them, don't go back. Don't go back. Back to the bed of fornication. Don't go back to the sugar daddy, to the sugar mommy. Don't go back to the benefit boy. Don't go back to the girl who sucks you. Don't go back to the big brother star that has been sliding into your DM. Come on, can I talk right now and try to get a hookup? Stop going back to the things that your system rejected. It was not a breakup for some of you. You vomited the relationship and it has nothing good to offer your destiny so when you vomit don't go back there pick yourself and clean your lips and wipe your tears and find yourself a doctor and dr jesus is always on call your neighbor. Say, I know you make some mistakes, but don't go back. I know you make some dumb moves, but don't go back. I know you missed out, but don't go back. Don't go back. I don't know who this word is for, but the Lord is keeping me on that. Don't go back to your ex who's asking for sex, but will make you vex. Don't go back to your ex who promises you to flex, but he will make you vex. Don't go back to your ex. He will leave you in convex. Don't go back. High five your neighbor until your palms blush and tell your neighbor don't go back see that you're sort of lonely now. I see that you're sort of, you're feeling like it's almost Valentine and things are acting funny. All your friends are showing you pictures of fake boyfriends that only exist in their imagination. They went to some Korean social media site and they lied to you. that one He's loving on them. Come on somebody. That devil is a liar. Stop being envious over somebody's fake life. You've got to tell yourself if the only boyfriend I have right now is Jesus, I'll stick with him. Come on now. I'll stay there until Jesus gives me his child, his brother. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. That doesn't mean I will eat food. Fry the poop, I don't want. Garnish the poop, I don't want. The poop has red passports, I don't want. The poop lives in Canada, not me. It doesn't matter how your brand is, garnish it. It will still so tarnish you. Bye-bye to all the poopy relationships the poopy boyfriends and poopy girlfriends. They say if you can eat the poo-poo, you can wash it down with pulpy. No, I've been washed by the blood of the Lamb of Jesus. I'll drink the grapes of God. I'll take the wine of the Spirit. No going back to poo relationships. Smelly hookups. Hmm. I pray grace. For everyone who needs it now, because for somebody they are dealing with congivitis and they want the medicine called cocomycin. Why settle for cocomycin when Oluwati cocomycin away, taking my sin away. Back to the WhatsApp friends. Did you me Did you me Go wash it. Go wash it now. He's scratching me. Scratching me. Are you around? Are you around? No more booty calls. you're so like, oh, pastor knows these things happen. You think I'm just, <laughs> my head is in the clouds. It's only Moses and Jesus I speak to every day. I'll be watching spiritually and prophetically and culturally and observationally. I might be almost 40, but in terms of cultural intuition and alignment, I'm like 27 or 26. I'm in your TikTok streets. It's <gasps> I didn't know. Now you do. <laughs> Are you here now? I feel this is a good place to land this message. Don't go back. The enemy wants to replace your bonding with bondage. And that's why the enemy has made you feel that is that you can't have somebody of the opposite sex that you're genuinely close to and nothing will happen. Of course, when you're single, don't have one person who's exclusive, but can have two, three covenant people of another gender without a demonic agenda. Mm -hmm. Say, I'll take you places, I'll take you places in bed. Don't go with someone who takes you places in bed but no place in God. If you take me places, take me places in God. We're here, and you know the enemy is just a, is a very bad devil. He will just he will just streamline everything to to sex, especially when you're young. Grace to stand and to keep yourselves, not only for those who are not married, also those of us who are inside marriage. Can we talk now because some of y'all think some of y'all think you think that marriage is the cure huh. marriage does not cure can give you money for manicure and pedicure but god is the cure it's the cure because you're gonna see things you're gonna hear things and people that to make themselves available am available we are going to have the married people alone and single people alone because there are things that can be done. Amen? Yeah. But what the enemy meant for evil is a perversion of what God already prepared. Listen, the nonsense boy that came your way, the stupid girl, with all due respect, lack of sense girl that came your way come because the devil just had an original idea. Mm -mm. The devil already saw the kind of marriage you're supposed to have. And he doesn't want it to ever happen. So he wants to mess you up so bad that when the right person shows up, you either feel they are too good for you or you'll use the brokenness of your past to destroy their goodness by importing your baggage into their life or wondering why they are so good. Are you kidding that yeah. or if you have a good person and quote morale goodness make you miss the person just because she has a past yeah. oh come on now it's just it's just he's a mad person oh. very very mad boy that devil that's why paul said we answer we know no man after the flesh because some of you are on top of i must marry a virgin i must marry a virgin i must marry a virgin so since you want my virgin, the person, the person now has to go and put uh, tomato paste.
1: Wow!
0: Person, go say, virgin, virgin, our oh, wedding night. Please, uh, chief bridesmaid, include uh, ketchup inside the tin. Phew! See, there's blood, there's blood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh
0: Lord. Wait, somebody learning. On top of my virgin, now married witch. This thing was a virgin, but the reason she was waiting was to use the blood of her virginity to do you. you are led by the Spirit of God and don't marry blind the Bible says these are the blessings are one of our prophetic messages for the year numbers 14 of him that lies prostrate with his eyes wide open and then it begins to declare the blessing that the reign of God will be through in his buckets. see shall be beside many waters in other words for your eyes to be wide open by God you must lie prostrate before him to worship Says concerning the Messiah, He will not judge after the seeing of His eyes or the hearing of His flesh. I want to marry. So I don't want to suffer. I don't want to suffer. No problem. Sofa, so good. But what happens to the? What happens when the sofa now badges? The sofa, because some people are millionaires on their way to becoming beggars, but some look like beggars on their way to becoming billionaires. How do you know when you're just thinking after the flesh? We will not miss it. This month, our spiritual eyes are open. Enlightened. We are sharpened. We are responsive. We are responsible. We are sold out. And Lord, I just thank you for healing that is happening right now. As we close, it's okay for you to lift your hands. I want to particularly pray for two sets of people. Number one, those who have not received the life of Jesus. Everybody, let's pray. Those who have not received the life of Jesus, number one. Number two, for those who, as I I ministered, I was touching areas of vulnerability. I was touching areas of pain. Maybe even some areas of regret, some mistakes you made as a teenager, or some mistakes you made last night, and you just felt, oh, why everybody's laughing, but this is the story of my life. I'm not going to ask you to come forward, but for those two categories, is if you need to talk to somebody, please. You can talk to me, you can talk to my wife, PLT, you can talk to any of the pastors or ministers, people that are sitting in front, Minister Uchi, Pastor Larry on the island. We have Pastor Vicky, uh, Minister Solomon, or any of the leaders that you feel comfortable with, or you need an, an appointment with me or PLT, book it because many of us will need deep intervention, and I'm not just talking about general, I cast out the demon. For some of us, there's a pattern at work. It's pre installed. The demons are not even they're not bothering themselves with you. They got you. What, what's, what's that thing? What's it mean me? What's it catch me? What's that thing? What's it get me? So they've, they've installed it. You're an auto. an auto. You're, on auto. You're, on auto. You're in, a, in a trigger. They don't even need to worry themselves with their manpower. But the Lord is freeing you today. Yeah everybody let's pray let's pray if you're in any of the two categories i mentioned either you are you want to receive the life of jesus or you just want the lord to heal your heart and go deep and excavate i want you right now to place your hand on your chest wherever you are you don't need to stand you don't need to come forward you can place your hand on your chest or you can cover your face but i want a physical sign that god this is me this is me god I can't help myself, I just really need you. I just really need you. Lord I ask as many as I hear who crave that touch, who crave, who crave that touch. Who need that affirmation, the validation, Lord help them right now. Lord I ask that you do a deep work you remove the seed of loss, the seed of regret, the seed of shame, the seed of guilt, the seed of pain. Sweet Holy Spirit, let your surgery be fully expressed. Let your surgery go on right now. I ask the Lord that you minister grace and life. Everybody, let's say this together. Oh God, thank you for loving me so freely, so sweetly, so deeply, so completely. Thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ as the perfect sacrifice for my sin and my sins. Thank you for his death, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension. I acknowledge today that Jesus is Lord I believe with all my heart. I confess with my tongue that Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is the savior of my life. Jesus is the lamb of God. Jesus is my sacrifice. I place my faith in Jesus and I receive the gift of salvation. I receive the gift of sonship. I receive the gift of sonship today. Thank you, Jesus, that my name is written in the book of life. I will reign with you from today and every day for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, I thank you. so is okay to clap. Lord, I thank you for healing streams. I thank you for healing streams. You will run your x-ray through all of our lives. Through all of our lives. Through all of our lives. And this month will be truly transformational. To the glory of your name. Thank you, our Father. We love you with all that we have. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let your amen be loud.